With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Brought to you by Zadok Jewelers, KFNC and KFNC HD2, Mont Bellevue, Houston. Most men turn a blind eye to the frustrations and failures in the world of sports. Two champions must unite and ignite the fiery embers of hope to all who seek an audience. Those champions are Michael Connor and Josh Beard. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's Connor and Beard. Wow. Spencer saying really nice things about us there. Champion! Yeah. Hour number two of Connor and Beard. ESPN 97.5 do, do you think all of the other hosts at the station will recognize that we are champions? Um, I don't think any of them are listening to the show. I'm going to be honest. That's, hurt, I really that's really hurtful. I it, I have to imagine at least. I know Lance at least does. Lance, Lance is no, he's in his office doing. He's that man. That's right. He's on it. Does, he's, he's on got Instagram. this NFL.com yeah. job that he's yeah, uh, got to worry about. Granado's listening though. Not right? today. I think Granado's no. going to Mexico. He's, he's but, playing yeah, in the Cabo Cup. Have you never heard of the Cabo Cup? I have heard of the Cabo Cup. I know he's apparently going it's to the, the biggest Cup. golf tournament outside of the Ryder Cup. That but you've ever seen. He could. He, I, Granado, if you are listening, I'm still waiting on my invite to play golf. He could be listening on his phone. You don't know that. Dell's probably listening. I think Dell might be the most likely candidate Del to be is listening. Del- or he's picking up old ladies out of the middle of the road. What about the Killer Bees? The Killer Bees are probably listening to the show. They might be. I don't know. I, I Branham's definitely not. He's trolling somebody <sighs> on Twitter. And Joel's probably hanging out with. His, yeah, you're right. They're not Joel's all. Joel's got young kids. All we do is listen to all of these other shows. I and listen they all never day. Listen to us. I, I do left too. it on the TV today for the dogs. From 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. This is all I do is listen yeah. to the station. And then we'll listen to the bullpen. You yeah, know, with Joe George. Yes, which Joe's off the rest of the week. He is off the rest of the week. He's Slacker. gone. Um, by the way, this week, later this week, guys, uh, we'll be out at the decoy on Thursday. You guys want to come on by and uh, say hello out there? You can even uh, come on by and uh, meet my lovely wife in the final hour of the show. She'll be there. She's uh, coming back from the airport. She's just going to Uber there and meet me there. So you can come over there and she can do the show with us. You want to put her on? Yeah, why not? Okay. Let's see if I'm going to ask her lots. You know what? Honestly, not a bad idea. I could ask her the she inner work. Wanna, she won't want to come on. I'll ask her the inner workings of Michael Connor. And, and Andrew and I can ask her a series of questions to try to figure out how best to operate around you and, okay. and maybe get some deep, dark, dark secrets. Yeah, there you go. Fine. I've already had my aunt on yesterday, so now That's we can true. have your wife on. Like, true. We'll keep it in the family. Keep it in this the family. Week. It's the family week on it, on Connor and Beard. Just like it's fa- going to be family week for the uh, for the forty or the uh, Chargers when they hire Harbaugh and he brings on like all of his nineteen kids or whatever he's going to do. Yeah, and JJ McCarthy. Hey, yesterday, speaking of family, the Astros—they're big family. That's the, that's one of the themes of yesterday's press conference. They made it official. Josh Hader, the five-year, ninety-five million dollar contract. Of course, you hear all the. You know, I'm so grateful to be here. Blah, blah, blah. He and his wife met when they were in Corpus Christi. Yep. I think she's from there, I believe. So she's a Texas girl. Um, they she's get from back- Corpus Christi? I believe so. What's wrong with that? It, nothing. I didn't I didn't say anything. Why are you doing that? Corpus Christi is a fine anything. town. Corpus Christi is fine, and the people from Corpus Christi are fine. 
What is what is your problem with Corpus Christi? I have no issues with. I You're don't making know. a face. I'm Josh. not making a face. Corpus Christi's fine. There's people there are fine too. All right. Um, but Josh Hader, the most important thing that sticks out from yesterday, we'll go through some of what he had to say here. Uh, number one, on if he signed to be the closer. We signed here to to win uh, baseball games, to win a championship, and I think, um, you know, like Dana said, uh, Ryan's on the same boat, and we're all in the same boat to, you know, do whatever we can and, and win and win ball games and, and take it to the final step. I mean, he's doing the right thing there, doing the we're here to win ball games. Everybody knows in their right mind, you sign a player to a ninety five million dollar contract. Guess what he's going to be. The He's closer. going to be the closer. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the defined role, though, here is Hader on if he needs a defined role for next season. I think this game is it's a routine-based game, right? And I think um, when we all have the same same goal in mind, you know, you make things work. And like I said before, the commitment that the Astros made to me is the same commitment that I'm making to them. And you know, moving forward, we're going to do anything we can to win. And that's exactly what you do when you go out there and sign a guy like this quality to this kind of contract. You're you're going out there to win. Um, Joe Espada is a manager. Is going to be a manager. Is going to be. He's a you know when he's had his brief moments, he believes in defined roles. You've seen Chandler talk about yeah. that, but I know everybody's known that. Like he is going to, and most teams are like that. That you know, there's a few forward thinking teams that kind of. Will and I'm not saying the Astros, the Astros are as forward thinking as anybody. Still, even with the changes that they've consistently gone through in the front office, they still operate that way. Um, they're going to have defined roles, and the defined role is going to be Hater in the ninth, Presley and Abreu in the eighth and seventh. It's yeah. just as simple as that. It sucks, for Ryan Presley. Now, I, I did from the first comment that we heard there from Hater talking about that he and Ryan and everybody else are all on the same on the same page, and you know I. That question was asked of did he speak to uh, Ryan Presley, and I, I don't know that like wh- why does Josh Hader have to do that? He does it yeah, as a good teammate. As a good teammate, you do, and you he's reach done out that. Afterward. Yeah, you reach out. It's not his fault that the Astros wanted to sign him and make him the ninth inning guy, right? And it's not Ryan Presley's fault either. Like Ryan Presley didn't do anything to lose the job, and that's the hard part of this. I think that they're putting on a good front here. I do think and know that Ryan Presley is very professional. And Ryan, Profes- Ryan Presley truly is all in on winning. And he's invested in this city. I mean, this is a team that traded for him, and he has built his life here, he and his wife, and their, and their young kids. Like, yeah. They've, they've, they're from Dallas, but they, they live here now. Like, this is, this is their home. Um, but you know it stings. I mean, he was, at, he was at FanFest this weekend, and he declined to speak to the media. He did Which not want to speak fair. to the media because, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't want to either no. at this moment. You wait, you, you let it cool down. He's going to have to talk about it in spring training. But, I mean, I saw the graphic yesterday, MLB, or MLB Network put it up over the last five years, the closers in baseball with the most saves. Number one was Josh Hader. Guess who comes in at number six? Ryan Presley. Ryan Presley. Like, it, I, I, I don't – I think a lot of people took him not talking at FanFest as him being mad or him being upset or disgruntled because of what happened. I just don't take it that way He has every right to be. Yeah, well, he does. If he wants If, if he is, he does have every right to be. But I just don't I, – I feel like he's probably disappointed. I think there's a world where he's probably a little bit bummed. But I've said this since the since we heard about the hater move. There's no way they make that move unless they've had a discussion with Ryan Presley yeah. about and whether they, or not he'd be okay with it. And I wouldn't want to talk about it right now either. 
I'll be honest. I'm having a hard time thinking about this conversation because of something you said. You tried to say Ryan Presley, and you said Professly. And I? now, yeah, you, no, no, no. It's not bad. It's not a bad thing. It's Ryan Professly. I need now when he leaves baseball, I need him to go be a college professor so yeah. he can be Mr. Professly. He's. Uh, I mean, I think it all comes back to the stage of his career as well. Yeah, Ryan Presley's oh, yeah. multiple multiple time All Star as well. Um, obviously, was on the. All, I mean, he was on the mound when they got the final out of the 2022 World Series. Like. This guy is etched into Astros history. I think he's probably got to be no worse than third all time in the history of the franchise and saves. I had to go look it up. Yeah, um, he matters. But if he was a twenty-eight year old reliever, maybe he would have a bigger issue with this and cause more of a stink with it and force a trade out. But he's thirty-five years old, and I think you've reached that point with reliever salaries at this point. Do you want to go and force your way out of a place that you're comfortable, that is your home, move your family and all that, or do you want to stick and make $14 million a year and still pitch in big spots? Yes. Uh, Ryan Presley is fourth. Is he fourth? Okay. Fourth is Wagner's Wagner. One. Uh, who, who do you think the other two after Wagner, between Wagner and Presley, are? See, this is actually one of those categories I'm going to do very bad in, in terms of Astros' say. Got him. Lee Smith? Uh, that name? Dave, no. Dave Smith. Dave Smith. Dave Smith. Like Lee Smith. Uh, Dave Smith. No way I would have gotten that. Who do you think number three is? Uh, number three, Brad Lidge. Yep. No, th- number three is Brad Lidge, and then Ryan Presley's number oh, four. Well, you nailed that. I did better. Oh. Well, I didn't get Dave Smith. I got Lee Smith. That's I was going right. to say Lee Smith. That's fine. I don't, it, as long as you got the na- one of the names right. Okay. You could have said Dave Lee or Lee Smith. I, I would have accepted both because that's a difficult category. You pulling it up. Yeah, it's, it's There's no world where I could have known that. What's Billy Wagner's number? 225. Ryan Presley has 107. Uh, Billy Wagner's number will be safe with Josh Hader. Although yeah. Josh Hader did say in that interview yesterday, that press conference yesterday, that he thinks it's going to be longer than a five-year relationship. Uh, a little bit more from Hader here real quick. Uh, his reaction to hearing that the Astros were interested in his services. Honestly, we were really excited. Uh, a little backstory. Obviously, we were here. Uh, my wife and I met in Corpus Christi. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of full-circle moments Um uh, that involved the Astros and, and just everybody around the organization. And, you know, that was one of the places that we, we really had in mind. Like, why not be here? You know, we've, we've had a connection before, and um, this is an organization that really um, strives ourselves on relationships um, to be, you know, together and, and be a part of, like, a big family. And, and that's something that Maria and I really wanted to be a part of. And, um you know, it's, it's, it's a special place here, and obviously they've done great things for so many years now, and, um, you know, obviously to be a part of that for five more, it's, that's something that really got us excited. We're excited to watch him. I'm excited to watch him. Um, look, again, on paper going into this season, they have, without a doubt, the best back end of the bullpen in the sport. And thinking about how teams get through – three guys that you can just bring absolute gas and filth with the secondary stuff for three consecutive uh-huh. innings. Good luck. I mean, good good luck to the Yankees opening day when they come to Minute Maid Park. They're going to toss out Garrett Cole. The Astros are going to toss out Justin Verlander. You know Justin's going to come out and ball. You know Garrett's probably going to as well. Astros probably have a 2-1 lead after six. Here comes the bullpen, and guess what? You're done. You're, done. You're not over. winning that game. Garrett no. Cole's going to go 0-1 on the season. Yeah, Congrats. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's the best part. That's what we talked about whenever it first happened is these become six-inning games, essentially. Like, the, the team that you're, by and large, most nights, if, if you are playing the Astros and, you're, and you don't have the lead after six, then it, it's going to be real difficult. One of the best things I saw, too, this weekend was, I think it was Pitching Ninja or somebody else on Twitter 
did a, a, like a video, like a side by side by side video of each of the three guys throwing their best pitch. So I was Abreu throwing ninety nine, and then it was Presley throwing his slider and Hater throwing his ninety six sling, uh, ninety six sinker. And it was just whiff after whiff after whiff with each of these guys. I mean, it's just going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah, like it's going to be it's going to be three innings of baseball, pretty much pretty much every single night. Most nights you're just going to watch dudes swing and miss, swing and miss, swing and miss, and it's going to be incredible. It's going to be I mean, this. I'm so excited for this. That season. 2022 bullpen was historically great. I think this has a chance, even with some still some question marks. In yes, it, to be better. Just because of those three guys and the numbers that they're going to put up alone, it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Can we get one final thing here, guys? Um, the suit. How do we feel about the suit? I liked it. it. I, thought I it had was, no pro- issues with it. I, I, For his I don't style. Do- I don't want to dog it here too bad because he's new and we like him and we're happy to have him. So I went and I was, I was on Instagram yesterday and apparently his wife is a stylist that styles NFL wives or professional athletes' wives all over the place. I gotta say, if she's styling them in that suit, we gotta have a talk. That thing was bad. That thing was poop brown and plaid. What, no. what are we doing here? With his style, the way he's got the under, eh. he's got the undercut with the shaved head, the bad uh, the haircut. sides, and then he's got the he's long get, hair. He's got that Makes mid. Sense. He's got that European soccer midfielder look going and that's on with a, a bad Euro- suit. And that's a European soccer kind of suit too. It absolutely is. Yeah, I've seen some other Andrew pictures Final of him wearing ver- suits. I think it's a suit. good suit for him. Would Andrew wear the suit? Oh, absolutely. I'm yeah. in on that God. suit. That yeah, suit. there you go. Thank you. You guys. Oof. I can't. Look, I, I at least. I I'd can, like to see Josh in that suit. No, 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 no. Josh, it was a Conor McGregor suit I, is what it was. I usually do a pretty good job of knowing what looks good. I just can't pull off any of the things that look good because of my size and my body type. Even whenever I'm in good shape, I can't pull that stuff off because clothes don't fit me like a normal person. Because there's no, there's no shirt in the world. That fits me in the shoulders the way it should. If it fits me, uh, unless I get it tailored, that fits me in the midsection too. Either either direction, either the midsection's too small and the shoulders are too big, or vice versa. I was gonna say I think it was one of the worst suits I've seen in an opening a, press conference a good suit. in the history. Of You're crazy. Baseball. You just don't know fashion, Michael. That's the problem. You I need do to know, know more fashion. fashion. I mean, I'm wearing a Nike hat that you I wear every day because I have a big bought head. A single article of clothing for yourself in a decade. It's not. No, it's been more than a decade. It's been, no, it hasn't been a decade. We've been together a decade. That's close to a decade. I'm rounding up. Yeah, it's fine. I know. I bought myself the the, the hoodie I was wearing yesterday. Oh, you bought that, that one Under hoodie. One. That yeah. one hoodie. Yeah. You yeah. don't get to claim fashionista because I you spent, bought one I spent hoodie. Like dollars This jacket right here, I bought for myself. So two articles of clothing that That's you. That's right, Josh. Yeah. You're just wrong. You're absolutely wrong and everything. <laughs> All right. Wrong ass Josh. Hey, how dare you? Wash. Dang, dang it. Stop making up different edges. There's Wadge, Nash. You just got an easy name. Sag. The, the J makes it easy. It does. It's fun. I'm going to start doing uh, weak ass Michael. Wham. <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. Uh, you know who's not going to be weak, weak ass Josh? Josh Hader. He's going to be strong-ass Josh. He's going to be sad. He's going to be awesome. All season long. Why don't I get to be sad? <laughs> i got to be Wedge and Vadge and all this other stuff, but I, I don't get to be sad. Nope, you don't get okay. to be sad. Josh Hader will be the Sag for the Astros this season. Hey, there's a great ranking system that's been put out. It's so bad that it's good, and we'll tell you about it next on Connor and Beard. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with two dudes just slogging through life with no direction or motivation. Just like you, it's Connor and Beard. 
We have a lot of directions. So I that's, have direction? Yeah. Like, there's definitely... I know which direction I'm going home. Yeah, there's a sloggish aspect to the way we live our lives, but we're not slog- just slogging yeah. through life. I'm going to go southwestish. So, yeah. Yeah, I have a good direction, too. You're gonna Northwestish. Go, you're going to go northwestish. Yeah. Andrew's going to go westish. Actually, is he west. going to go westish? West. Or are you more like... I think uh, it's west. From yeah. here, from this building, though. Yeah. yeah, I just take a left on west timer, yeah, and then so I'm there. He's going west. That's yeah, west. so you're going west. Yeah, yeah congrats Nailed to it. you. Um. Yeah, we got direct. We got sh- all sorts of directions. Andrew's got the short drive to work. I missed the short drive to work. I used to have one of those long. I used to live in this. I've area never too. known that. I've only ever lived in Cyprus, so I've never known any kind of short drive. It's forever everywhere. I used to live eight minutes away from work. Oh, that's incredible. Pa- it was unbelievable. Paul, whenever we worked together, used to make fun of me. And and at the time, Game of Thrones was still on the TV and was really popular. So he would call me. He would call me a, a either a White Walker or a Northerner and say that I lived beyond the wall. You mean yeah. Which is fair and true, but you are now too. Now yeah, you no, live I'm, beyond the wall because the wall is is the beltway. Um, yeah, and I'm outside the beltway. I'm technically outside 99 as well. That's right. So, the people yeah. who lived outside the wall were cooler anyway. Our city just keeps getting fatter. They keep extending the belts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when's, man, the, when's the next dude? Belt? I feel that. Well, 99 was the next one. Yeah, I know, but when's the next? When's one the next after one after that? that? I feel. I felt that in my soul. There's nothing worse than getting older, growing a little bit, and getting a new belt. Yeah. Um. I tried to put on a belt the other day that was probably five years old and it doesn't fit and i was like oh because there was a period of time where i got down to like 180 i was like really thin and i was too thin the good thing is whenever you go down notches and belts though that's been a nice feeling that's that is nice but i still haven't been able to switch back to a smaller belt i hate wearing belts I do too, but I have to. Yeah, I have to. As I got well, no butt. But like like everybody else, you have to. You have to wear. You a don't butt. have to if you got <laughs> if you got the right stuff in the right places. They'll stay. Your pants will stay up without I a belt. Guess. Andrew, I just, Andrew not probably that. doesn't have to wear. A Andrew, belt. do you have to wear a belt? You I got enjoy a wearing belts. Actually, you, what kind of belt do you like? Like a braided belt? A good no, braided just like belt. A nice leather belt. Yeah. Yeah. I used to wear those braided belts all the time. I don't know that when I was younger, those were my favorites. My nephew still to this day wears these belts that are like bedazzled blue and red and everything. Why? He does them to match his uh, shoes. And well, I, your belt should match your they shoes. They are legit girl belts. Did you not know that your belt's supposed to match and your I told, shoes? I tell him all the time, like you bought female belts. Those are for women, and you're wearing them. And he has been wearing them for a year now. There's nothing wrong with that, I guess. No, there is. Does he paint his nails like Jalen? No. Oh. He thinks they're for men. And I try to show him. No, those, goes, no those are men's belts. He no. goes, no, these are men's belts. I'm like, they're not men's belts. No, those are not men's belts. Nope, they're Tell not. Tell him that we have confirmed on the show that they're not men's belts. I'll pull it up on the Amazon. I'll show it to you during the break. Yeah, it's that's fine. still on there. It's bad. Uh, hey, there's a ranking system that's out. We love rankings on this show, right? It's one of our favorite things. And Bleacher Report put out a ranking on the top quarterbacks under the age of 25 so they only did eight on this list that's quick because there's only eight starting quarterbacks that are uh under 25 would you like to just go ahead and guess who is number uh do we want to start from the top or from the from number eight or start at number one you tell me let's start from let's start from number eight okay number eight yeah. is justin fields he is uh that's of course fair. the bear yeah i would say of all, of all the, the guys, ones under 25 though yeah Hmm. That's I guess that's fair. Um, I think that that is probably uh, a completely fair. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry about it, Bryce Young. You're right. Um, he's not on there. No, Bryce Young is not on there. So this is the top top, top eight, eight quarterbacks. Okay, yeah, the top, the top quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Um, number seven is Tua with the Miami Dolphins. Um, I'm not gonna lie. It feels a little disrespectful that feels when, you low. Look, when you look at who's next on the list. And yeah. next on the list is Trevor Lawrence. I know that neither quarterback has accomplished really anything in the playoffs. Tua deserves to be above him, though. Tua has been a better player. Yeah, when he's played, and his teams have his been more successful. Been yes. Yeah, and I, yeah, what they win eleven games this year. Yeah, 
Um, but Trevor Lawrence does have a division title. I guess, but it's the AFC South. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I would put uh, two look, ahead of Trevor Lawrence. All look, day. Uh, AFC South two years in a row, Brian, doesn't matter. Uh, to me, division titles are cool, but that's not what decides whether or not you're you're a good player on a good team or uh, if your team is good. Uh, number five is the man that's about to be coached by Jim Harbaugh, it sounds like, Justin Herbert. This one blows my mind. I, I feel like Justin Herbert, and I honestly, there's a world where I would put Tua at least at, I could understand people. Putting, I would never take Tua ahead of Herbert. I could, I would at least understand people taking Tua ahead of Herbert. I personally wouldn't do it, but I could listen. I'll listen to the argument. But the fact that both of them are this low and that Justin Herbert's at number five blows my mind. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit, a little bit uh, odd that he's this low. Number four is the man that just got bounced from the playoffs. That is um, Jordan Love. I, you know, I, I think that that's. I mean, I, I like Jordan Law. I like what he did this season. There's a lot, of, but then you go watch some of the stuff that he does. He's gonna that live that living on throwing off the back foot all the time is going to bite him in the ass. Some like he's not gonna get lucky all the time and yeah. not throw a bunch of interceptions. Like if he keeps living that way, he's gonna throw a bunch of picks. Sometimes. He is. This is okay. Here's my problem with this list so far. It's like this list is cherry picking accomplishment and choosing how to rank these guys. And there's a little bit of like recency bias attached to it too. So I like Jordan Love. I, I do too. I'm I wouldn't a big put him Jordan Love fan. Herbert. No, I wouldn't put him above a two uh, above Tua either. I wouldn't put this next guy. I don't know about you guys. At number he'd three. be last. Uh, number three is Brock Purdy. He'd be my. He'd be eighth on this list. Um. No, I'd have him. I'd have him sixth or seventh. I I would choose Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields above him. I think Justin Fields with those weapons and that offense would be a more successful quarterback than yeah, Brock Purdy, I mean, or at least I, as successful. I go back and forth. Like so far in the playoffs, or that game, I should say, and what we saw towards the end of the season at times, or some of the bigger games, like he has had some issues. I'm not trying to completely bury him right. because he's still a second year quarterback, right? And he is in a system that's very conducive to putting up numbers for players like him. So I don't. I go back and forth. Like I need to see more. I know that the arm strength isn't everything in the world. But I don't want to like bury him. No, I, I definitely because he's still like you have to go out and execute in that offense. I don't think this is and necessarily burying him though because it's just ranking the top eight guys. No, 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 that's fine. I just I I can't in my right mind say that Justin Fields is a better player at the NFL level right now than hmm. Brock Purdy because he just hasn't fair. he hasn't been. That's fair. I I would still put Trevor. I would I would at least put Trevor Lawrence above talent wise. Sure, yes. without a doubt, those players are more talented. When you're when uh, to me, whenever when you when anybody's doing a ranking like this, the rankings, and you're doing a ranking like this where you're choosing the top eight quarterbacks under t- under twenty five. To me, you're evaluating based on overall talent and not what they've accomplished so far. Because when you're looking at, at, at guys at a specific age and you're looking at all these guys under 25, that means you're looking at who the best in the future are going to be, who's, the, who's going to be the best moving forward, and you're looking at the future of these players. If I'm looking at the future of what Trevor Lawrence can do talent-wise, what Justin Fields can do, what Tua can do versus Brock Purdy, that's why I choose all those guys over Purdy because talent-wise – they have the ability to do more than Brock Purdy can do. He has been great, and I definitely don't want to take away from what he's done. But, man, put Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence on the 49ers. How are you feeling about that team? Yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence probably has a completely different narrative. Yes. I would imagine. And and I, to, to me, I, I like Brock Purdy, and the Brock Purdy story has been great. But number three is just too high. Yeah, I think it's too high. Number two and number one are where we get to the sticking point here. C.J. Stroud comes in at number two. Number one is Jalen Hurts, which I forgot that he's still under twenty five. Yeah, I did too. Is he twenty four? He is. No, he, he just 
Now he's twenty five. Well, twenty five or younger. He will be twenty six when the next season starts. Okay, twenty five. Twenty five or younger. All right. He'll be twenty six in August. So he shouldn't even be on the list, in my opinion. I think they shouldn't have put him on the list. They just they're juicing this list. That's what they're doing. Well, even report. if like Fake you have him all on the, the time. list, I, I don't think that he's ahead of C.J. Stroud. And this is a guy that's damn near won an MVP already. Right? Yeah. Was for a good portion of the season viewed as for for at least a minute being the uh, he was what he was the second MVP voting in 2022. Then this this year he probably I mean he's not going to receive votes like he did last year because he fell off. I just can't put him ahead of C.J. Stroud because I, as much as I love Jalen Hurts, and I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan, you know that? Yeah. He's not the thrower of the football that C.J. Stroud is. And he's no. and he has improved vastly as the years have moved on. I mean, from what he was at the beginning of Alabama to going to Oklahoma to getting in the league, he has developed a lot. I'll, I'll be and honest. It's a credit to him. I don't know that I, I, don't know that I put Jalen Hurts over to it either. Oh, I would all day. I don't know. Jalen can do. Jalen can make the big throws down the field. That's that, fair. That's true. I, I I definitely don't put. Honestly, this might be sacrilegious, but th- I think this is just where my brain's at right now. And and maybe I'm downplaying a little bit because we're outside of the scope of the season. I don't know that I would put CJ number one until he does it for one more year. I think it's. I think honestly, me, if no, I sat down and did this, it would be. I mean, and look, maybe there is a bias in it. I'd put CJ one, and I'd put Herbert two. That and I would flip flop those two. Herbert would be number one I'd for have, me, and CJ would, would be have number Hurts two. Number three. That's how I'd have it in my top three. Yeah, I, I I can agree with that. I would have that too, and then I would most likely have two of four, and then Trevor five. Yeah, Andrew, where where would you slot CJ in this list? I think one or two is fine. I, Justin Herbert being five is my biggest sticking point here, especially from a talent standpoint. Putting him below Brock Purdy and putting him below Jalen Jalen Hurts at number one. Also, I just don't agree with after the season that he's had. I believe that he would have to be in the top four on this list, probably just because of where he was the season prior. But he was in that entire Eagles team was exposed in a really significant way this year. So having him at number one on this list doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, Justin Herbert at five is by far my biggest dick. It's this is this. It's a weird combination of a total accomplishment versus what they did this year where Herbert had a down year compared to other years, but he only played in 13 games. So he didn't even play the full season, but he had 3,100 yards, 20 touchdowns and seven interceptions this year, which is those are fine numbers. But the three years before he had, 4,300 yard, 4, yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He had 5,000 yards, 38 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. And then he had 4,700 yards, 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions in his first three years in the he league. He gets dinged like, by his team not having the success. He does. And, and th- honestly, and the part not, of that you is you go watch too. them a lot. I mean, like this past year, he had some of the struggles. Yeah. And then he got hurt. But, uh, he's, he but is those just, first few years, it wasn't his fault. Yeah. No, I totally agree. That's why he goes to number one on my list and C.J. Stroud is at number two, but I'm totally fine with the flip-flop of CJ than Herbert. But Herbert, like Andrew said, should not be at number five. Congrats to Bleacher Report on this. Uh, For being of, awful again. List. Hey, it's that time of the week where we play Fact or Cap, and it's next on Connor and Beard. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Okay, Houston, time for you to play along with Michael, Josh, and Andrew on Fact or Cap. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Time for you to decide. Yeah, it's time for you to decide. It's not just about us. It's about you two people. You people out there need to get involved. 713-780-3776. 
But this is really for us. Factor cash. It's a little both. Yeah, it's a little both. Uh, I will say that number that Michael just gave out, 713-780-3776. And on the YouTube... Yeah. Um, text in if you have a question for Factor Cap or you have a scenario for Factor Cap. We've allowed one listener question before. That's true. Yes, Didn't we haven't had another right one now. since. Michael banned them for a little while because no. of the last listener question that we had. And now the Texan season's over. You're allowed back in. You're allowed back in. Yeah. So send we'll, your questions send now. Your questions Josh will in. pick it by the end of the segment. Yeah, and I'll, I'll pick one or two and uh, and we'll do that. But starting off, let's do a couple of Texans ones to start. The Texans will make it to the AFC Championship game in 2024. Fact or cap? That's <laughs> the slow nod. Fact. The absolute the 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 noise that you made because you thought I had the absolute gall to ask that question. Put it on my guarantee list right now. Wow! Oh my god, you're guaranteeing Texans in the AFC Championship game in 2024. Well, I gotta well, go. It'll be 2025, but you know what I mean. All right, so this, this is a one to five year guarantee. Yeah. This, so this next season, so AFC far you're. Game. Two and one on your one to five year guarantee. I don't even have the draft yet, free agency. I just know it, man. CJ special. All right, I'm so all guarantees. I'm going to be like Andrew. I haven't, I haven't bought a player's jersey in forever. I'm going to have to have to buy a CJ Stroud jersey at some point. I probably won't ever wear it. I almost bought one, but it'll yesterday. be in my closet. If I, I in, in, the, in the rare case that somebody invites me to a game, I'll have it available. Uh, I had to. I almost said win the AFC championship. Che- Texans will go to the AFC championship game. Correct. That's your guarantee. Correct. I'm not putting the win on it yet. My bad. Get, when they get there, maybe I'll change my mind. Um, I almost bought a CJ Stroud jersey yesterday. I had to go to Dick's to get some track spikes for my daughter, mm-hmm. and I had to go to a couple of different uh, locations. So I was just hopping around from. You know, there's other stores. Yeah. Well, I know, but the, a lot of other stores don't actually have track spikes available, and Dick's is the one that yeah, does. He does. So I was hopping around from, I was just hopping from different, like from one Dick's to another, and trying to find track spikes all afternoon. Hopping around but from Dick there to was, Dick's. No, that. Moving on, I uh, so I I saw there was one that had C.J. Stroud jerseys on sale. I almost pulled the trigger, but I decided not to. Yeah, good it's on fun. you. Um, but so, okay, so you're saying fact on this one. I'm gonna say cap. I'm gonna say cap. The Texans will not go not to an cap. AFC Championship game in 2024. I think they. I, I really, truthfully think they make it back to a division game. But like I said, I think they're one year out from really making a big playoff splash. So I'm going to say cap on this one, Andrew. Factor cap: the Texans will go to the AFC Championship game in 2024. I was saying that it's just not true. It's cap. I think next year is going to be about like sort of consolidating your spot in the yeah. AFC South as the clear front runner of this division for years to come. And with the more difficult schedule and everything, I, I just don't expect them to be. AFC contenders next season. I agree with you, Josh. I think it comes the season after that. And it wouldn't shock me at all if they are in a really close game in the divisional round to go to the AFC title game. I don't expect it to look like what we saw in Baltimore this past weekend. But I think there's still a, more than just a year or one year's off season worth of pieces away from competing for the AFC title with some of these juggernauts we have in the conference. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, they're just, they're so close, but just not close enough. There's, they're going to be playoff contender, but not like true AFC Super Bowl contender yet. Uh, next on Factor Cap, the next question on Factor Cap, I have to pull it back up because I was. By the in way, your, I was keep in your sending guarantees. your questions in. Yeah, keep sending your questions. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six to ask. And Josh will pick some listener questions after he gets through his. So uh, so a little bit ago, we just saw from the Pro Football Writers of America, they chose their offensive and defensive rookies of the year for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Clean sweep for the Texans. C.J. Stroud won the Pro Football Writers of America Offensive Rookie of the Year. Will Anderson won their Defensive Rookie of the Year. 
So, factor cap, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson will be the NFL Offensive Rookie and Defensive Rookies of the Year. I think it's a fact based on the way everybody's talking about it. I, just, I think that it's trending that way. I didn't want to believe it on Will Anderson for a while there, but I just, I've just i seen too many people saying that they like him as the pick. I And some I, people that have a lot of people that have votes. I, I, it'll be, that one will be tight, though. If he doesn't win it, that's where I'll be wrong, obviously. C.J.'s clear-cut. Yeah, that's the the, the the the. This isn't about whether or not CJ makes it. I think we're all pretty we're all pretty much going to agree that CJ is going to end up being the rookie of the, the offensive rookie of the year. But um, I, I do think it's going to be tight with Will Anderson. But I say fact on this. I think they're both going to end up yes, winning facts. it. Jalen Carter fell off the map enough to where, and Will Anderson finished strong enough. I think. Really, honestly, it's the one game where he was so effective on the twelve snaps that he played. I think that ends up being the thing that pushes him over the edge for defensive rookie there. Andrew, what do you say? Let's go! Woo! I do think that he's going to finish the seat. Like, like you said, Michael, C.J. Stroud is going to run away with the offensive yeah. rookie. Like That's not even a conversation point. He's been the offensive rookie of the year since the Tampa Bay game, and it hasn't even really been a point of contention anywhere in Houston, across national media. It's all going to be about whether Will Anderson can steal the award or not, and he's got a decent shot. If they voted after the playoffs, I guarantee you Will Anderson would be winning this award just because his main competition, Jalen Carter, has slowed down in the second half of the season. Just the way that the Eagles have totally capitulated over this, what, the last five, six games of the season. With the playoff exit they had and the fashion that they left the uh, or ended ended the year, I believe that that would have swayed voters into Will Anderson's favor. But because of the fact that playoff stuff is not a part of the award... I still think that there's enough from early on in the season that probably carries Jalen Carter over Will Anderson to win. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I, I think I agree with I don't know. It's gonna be a tough one. This ooh, this okay. First two questions so far, rank my factor cap. Good 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 so far, bad so far. Michael doesn't get to answer. I already saw his face. Andrew, you were the deciding factor. This is solid. Thank you. Appreciate I mean, they're, it. They're solid sports questions. Next, but you know I like to get a little wet and wild. We'll get a little wet and wild. I got a couple of good ones. Uh next, the Texans' biggest need in the offseason is wide receiver. Factor cap. Cap. I was saying that it's just not true. It's cap. Nico and Tank Dell have proven that they are great options. Nico's proven to me that he's number one. I've truly bought into that. I'm not saying that it's not a need. It's just not their biggest need. Defensive line, we talked about a lot. I think it's their biggest need. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew? That's cap. Totally cap. That means lie. I'm not going to say it's defensive line, but I do think they need help there. I think fixing the running game is going to be the top priority for them this offseason. And whether that's someone in the middle rounds of the draft, maybe they go out in free agency. Uh, there's already been a couple posts about maybe a Saquon Barkley link or something like that. I personally wouldn't want to spend that amount of money. But I think fixing the running game is going to be the number one priority for this offense moving forward and for the team moving forward. I keep seeing the Saquon one, and that bothers me. I, I'm also going to say cap on this one. Wide receiver is not the biggest need. I like the idea of fixing the run game, though. Whatever that looks like. Get a more talented running back. Get more depth in the interior offensive line. Whatever. Maybe Ken, Maybe. maybe Should I even dare say maybe Kenyon Green can be something at any point? I'm not going to say that. Can, no, I, give we're you, can I give you a real quick impromptu factor cap? Absolutely. Uh, coach of one of the best teams in the NBA this year just got fired. And that's facts. Adrian Griffin just got fired by the Bucks already. What? Yeah, I just wanted to throw that in. Right now? Why? Yeah, I don't know. It just literally just came out. So, continue. 
That's absolutely yeah. wild. Uh, uh, all right, let's get to some listener factor, Cat, because we actually have some good fact, some good questions from the listeners today. Nothing dirty from what I've seen so far, but I am a real Ron Burgundy, so maybe I say something out here. Uh, let's see. 3881 wants to know, the, the two of y'all combined, I guess he's talking about me and you, Michael, although you got to include Andrew, so we'll do the three. The three of us combined could drink more beers than Jason Kelsey in one night. Cap. I was saying that it's just not true. It's cap. You're under. Josh, we sat here the other night and you were like, I haven't had beer in a while. I can't drink that many anymore. I could it only wasn't drink, a competition, though. I could only drink like two or three, honestly. And I know that Andrew's not pounding them down. I feel like Andrew would be kind of fine. I think Andrew's having I think a, if he put his mind to it, Andrew it'd be okay. Andrew's like me, I think, when it comes to, like, maybe like you too to an extent now. He's more about trying to find the cleanest drinking options. My yes, that is true. But if I had, if it were like a hey, you're you have to drink more than this person. There's a okay. There's a reason why anytime I leave the house to go drink with people, my wife reminds me, hey, be careful, don't do this. There's a threshold in my brain where if I get to a certain point, I don't know where to when to stop. And it's a real it is it has been a real problem before, and I temper that problem. If I were in a competitive atmosphere against anyone, I would at least attempt. I think the three of us combined could do it. I'm not saying so. any one of us individually, but I'm going to say fact on this one. Yeah. And I think the three of us combined could do it. You don't have enough faith in me. You don't have enough faith in Andrew. And honestly, Michael, I, know I don't myself. like that you, you I don't can't have contribute. Enough. That's all right. That's fine. You drink like two beers. It'll be all right. And Andrew and I will handle the rest of it. How many beers do you think you could knock out if we had a competition like that, Andrew? Is this in like a night of drinking or is yeah, this like a in night a of- very like confined time span? Let's say during a football game. So like a three hour, three hour time span at a football game. I think I could put down like eight or nine. Yeah. That's impressive. Well, look, this would have to be me going back to, like, my college days. But I think on a one-off basis, I would do it. I wouldn't enjoy doing it. I'd feel god-awful afterwards. I think think the max you're going to get out of me is five. Max. I I could still put back a case right now. Case? Oh, oh, yeah. A a 12-pack? Or an 18? An 18-pack. I could still put back a case right now. The problem is, is well, one, now we know what one of the shows has to be three hours no, of show. Josh please drinking don't. a case of beer because, the, like Andrew we'll get said, you a ride home. I, well, that's that's the problem. Is there? Uh, they used to call me Shrek, or they used they because I would just walk around like a big old troll. Uh, I get really sloppy. I'm really happy, and I'm a happy drunk, but I'm really sloppy and I stumble all over the place. I also have a tendency to urinate mostly on myself. Uh, so, and then it takes Good me like, know. it takes me like two or three days to recover. So we could do it. I think we could absolutely do that. That's all right. Well, I'll, I'll, some of these listener questions that we got, I'll add them to the next factor cap. If your question wasn't read, they will get put onto factor cap. Well, we next could do week. them at the end of the show. Oh, that's true. We could we do that. We have nothing too. for yeah. 245. That's segment. fair. We'll save them. So you could still send them 713-780-3776. You can send your factor cap questions. We will get to them at some point. Hey, let's talk about uh, a guy that used to play quarterback here. Keep, keep. This man's name out of your mouth, Sean. We'll tell you about it next. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. It's the newest force relationship on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Connor and Beard, live Live, from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Connor and Beard, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Thank you to all of you that sent in your uh, questions for fact or cap. Josh will uh, get to you 
get some of those to you here in uh, before the show ends in the last segment that we didn't get to. Uh, guys, we mentioned real quick the note from the last segment. There was a significant change in the NBA a, minute, a moment ago. The second-best team in the East, they've already fired their new coach, Adrian Griffin, 43 games into his tenure there as the head coach. He's been fired, and the only reason I bring it back up is because, well, your TV broadcast, if you like watching the ESPN games of the week, could be changing soon. Doc Rivers left the NBA to get on TV. He took the job that Mark Jackson and uh, Jeff Van Gundy were let go from. And, well, he's apparently already going to leave the booth. He is apparently the serious contender to take over for the Milwaukee Bucks. Be a good hire for them. How does he keep getting jobs? I don't know. I don't understand. I don't necessarily think he's a bad coach. He's not a bad coach by any means, but, like, this guy's gone from the Celtics to the Clippers. I mean, to his credit, he's part of a good turnaround with the Clippers, but they never could get over the top. And then he went to the Sixers, and I mean they they couldn't get over. The, his teams always lose the second and round. They can't, what do you they, expect to change? His teams get better, but can't get over the top. It, it's funny. Adrian Griffin's forty three games. It's tied for the third shortest head coaching tenure in NBA history for a, for a team wow. that was winning. A lot. Who, who had a shorter tenure? I don't know. I don't see. I don't know what the list is. I just saw Field Yates tweeted it out. That's that's incredible. Forty three games. I mean, look. Yeah. Doc knows how to coach superstars, at least. We know that. He does. Other than James Harden. But who knows how to coach James Harden? You can't. That guy was just a coach killer. Um, I, well, I, oh, I forgot s- about Doc was in Orlando, too. I will, Orlando. Say this about, Orlando. I will say this about Doc. The most successful he has been has been on a team of superstars that don't really have, like, the big... I mean, they have they had egos, the Celtics did, but not huge egos, right? They worked what? together Kevin well. Garnett Kevin had a Garnett, massive ego. Kevin what are you Garnett talking did, about? But Ray Allen didn't ha- have a, a huge one. Paul Pierce didn't have a huge one. At that. Ron, Rondo's Paul, was Paul, tempered. I love strippers. Pierce didn't have an ego. No, I don't. Now, on the court, I don't think he same. did. Oh man! On the, where I'm talking about like playing, Kevin Garnett playing was on the a court. Certified a hole. He was, but he was also a great team player. And and the Clippers, Chris Paul, great team player, but they weren't always the best, and they had big egos. And then the 76ers, that's the team where he may have, may have had to deal with the biggest egos by far. But I I I think that I think Doc Rivers to the Bucks could work. Because it, for the most part, it is a team that plays really, really well together. Well, they get bounced by the Celtics in Probably. the Eastern Conference Finals. The Celtics are insane. It's not official yet. We'll see what happens with that. So uh, there's your latest on the NBA front. Hey, guys, um, there was a guy that played quarterback um, here uh, for the Texans that watched the Texans eliminate his team, that being Deshaun Watson recently. Um, he was on a podcast with, or I should say the podcast that is, of course, uh, Cam Newton's podcast that's that's created a lot of buzz, right? No, so it's actually Quincy Avery and Deshaun Watson. It's called QB Unplugged. Oh, it's his podcast. I, I believe it was... it's Quincy Avery's podcast that Deshaun oh, Watson I is this very was consistently Cam on. Podcast. Yeah, so Cam Newton was a guest okay. with. I had it flip flop. Yeah, bad. with uh, Deshaun Watson and Quincy Avery, and Cam was actually the one who was posing the question to Deshaun yeah. here as a guest on the podcast. A little strange, okay. but can I say something? I would never want to listen to a podcast that's that Deshaun Watson is one of the hosts on. He struggles enough to say Tessens. I, 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 I think it's a sticking point. He, I think I, he's I, a pretty good that, speaker. I just don't eh, care about anything he has to say. I, you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be. He's just not an elegant speaker. He's okay. He's not great, but he's not the worst. I've heard way worse. Well, but I just have. I, I am also jaded from the fact that he would turn into a complete bleep hole. That's the part that I that makes me not want to hear anything he has to say because I just uh, I think he's a sociopath and a liar. I don't. Like, it's amazing you put yourself back out there after all those allegations oh, I, like but that. He and Quincy Avery both who enabled him. That's what sociopaths do, though. Yeah. Like that they they don't care about the things that they've done. They just continue to put themselves out there. And he probably truthfully believes he does he did well, nothing wrong. Well, like like Andrew mentioned. 
He was posed a question by Cam Newton on if he feels envious of the success of C.J. Stroud in Houston. Nah, nah, I ain't even, I ain't even that type of, ain't even that type of dude. You feel me? Like I, get, <laughs> I ain't even that type of dude to sit there and just have any type of hate, like, cause I, I I've been there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I won a wild card game there. You know what I'm saying? But like, yes, it just didn't. You know, it, it didn't go our way. Business is business, and yes, you know, we we parted ways. But like, for me to see CJ and like how you was with me, yeah. I, train we trained together like i yep. came up like cj was the same way in california when me and q was out there like he was right there with us we yeah. got the same agent like from day one i've always been like right when he got drafted take over h-town it's your city now you know what i'm yep. saying anything you need you got it like i've all been that big bro you know what i'm saying in the yeah. distance where it's just like yo bro handle your handle you what you gotta handle you feel me God, I hate him. I'll admit it. I I don't like. I don't want to be that guy, but I don't like him. Stay away from our quarterback, you perv. There's, get away. There is. Don't, a don't ever get around him again. Less than zero percent chance that he had no semblance of jealousy Thousand that C.J. Stroud made it. He's, he's made living it to in the Cleveland, Ohio yeah. now. We've talked about this before. If you've ever been to Cleveland, Ohio, it sucks. Yeah. You, you don't go from Houston, Texas to Cleveland, Ohio. He didn't even want to go to Cleveland. Not only not only is, is, did CJ beat the Browns to make it to the divisional round, he also gets to have D'Amico Ryans as his head coach, and he gets to work with, with Bobby Sloak and Gerard Johnson and guys like that, which that was one of that was one of Deshaun's big sticking points. He just didn't like the guys that he was playing for. But it, instead of, uh, well, first it started off with instead of having not being loyal to the team and wanting out and sitting out because he wanted to whine and cry and go somewhere else. And then all the stuff about him ended up coming out. He's just trying to play it off, but he's not even that dude. I'm not even that kind of dude. I'm just going to do I'm not. Hey, look, Michael, I'm not even that kind of dude. Like, Tell me your line without telling me telling me your line. His speech pattern, if you watch the video, the way he has to sit there and think, and if you look at his micro expressions as he's working himself into saying what he's saying. He's, he's sad. Oh, he's lying through his you know he's you know what? He's lying through his happy baby pose. That's what he's doing. And he uh, He's he, lied through a lot of those poses. He has. He absolutely has. But look, you can you you can watch him and that's why I just I don't like watching anything he's on because he is. He is. He can be so believable, and he looks like he's a legitimately okay guy. But you can tell that he's lying through his teeth, and there is a mask, a a very well formed mask that he's wearing. Nothing is more cringy now thinking back on it than when he signed his extension here, and they did the Zoom thing, and they rolled out all these yeah. people on it. Whether it was Dabo Sweeney and Justin Verlander was on it, like, and I think back on it and go, "Good God, man, that thing that was." It's a period of Texans history that I would just wish didn't existed, uh, didn't exist at all. Like I'm just being honest, with you. and I to- I've told you guys this is a story. I I have a friend that grew up around him uh, in that area over there, and yeah. didn't like hang out with him, but hung out with a lot of people that were friends. With- and the stories he used to tell me like were never. He was like I'm telling you, he's like he's not a good guy. He's the- he's not that great. He's not the football guy you think he is. And I'd always be like, oh come on, he's awesome. He's the best. And Turned out it was right. Yeah, it's right. And you know what? I when he's been since he's been in Cleveland when he's played, he sucked, and it it makes me happy. You know what it makes me think? I'm, I'm not, I can be honest. Watching him, watching him suck. You know what it makes me think that he's not even that dude. He's that Mike, dude. he's not even that dude. This so cringe. <laughs> Everything about him's cringe now. Yeah, yeah. CJ's up there blessing God. He's got his cross on his thing. You know what, CJ? 
CJ is the gift to Houston that we've always deserved. And I'm, I'm just glad we got it. I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Deshaun needs to keep CJ's name out his mouth. Keep his name out his mouth. For real, I do want him to lose that agent. I'm not worried yeah. about him getting a contract done with the Texans. If they gets here, they'll get a contract done, but I just, I'd want him to lose the agent. Yes. I don't want any of that stink. I don't need any of it here. Get out. Be gone. Anything that's tied to anything with any semblance of Deshaun should be gone. Yeah. So uh, we had a little fun. I mean, we we saw that the other day. I was like, hey, we got to talk about this at some point because, well, that dude. That that's dude. Be- oh, God. <laughs> Andrew's the only one. Andrew, do it yeah, one time it. for us. Try it. try it out. Try it out. See if it fits. That dude. He does it better than both of us combined. Yeah, he tries. Yeah. We're making fun it. of it. He's yeah. really trying to get it. He actually it does. There. But that's because he's young enough to say it in a cool way. Uh, the the Astros. We'll get to the Astros coming up in the final hour at the 2.30 segment. But the Texans, more on them when we return to Connor and Beard, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Uh, D'Amico, on what is going to be their biggest offseason need? We'll discuss it next here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. ESPN 97.5.com.